Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to our Monday night program. This is Prayer International Radio. I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us for the second hour of our broadcast. And um, next two hours, we're here to pray for you, pretty much anything you need, intercede um, on behalf of the nations, here to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and to seek his face. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. If you need healing, emotional prayer, relationship prayer, um, if you have a problem with one of your children who's gone missing or ran away, whatever, um, Anything you need prayer for, we're here for you. Um, so give us a call. We have a chat room open on the Blog Talk Radio um, website, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. Um, or you can visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. Um, if you need immediate prayer, you can't make it to a telephone, um, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so let's we'll start um or get right into this. Father Father, we give these next two hours to you. Lord God, that you would be glorified in our mess, Jesus, that your name would be exalted tonight. That the next two hours, Holy Spirit, we lay them down at your feet and give you complete and total control. Have your way tonight. Do whatever you want to do. Let your will be done in this broadcast tonight, Father. Lord, I pray for every person who is listening tonight by radio through an archive, Father. However it is that they've gotten to hear our voices tonight, Father, Lord, I ask that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light. Father, that they would know what is the hope of your calling. Holy Spirit, that you would fill them with wisdom and knowledge and discernment. Father, that you would draw them into your presence tonight and reveal yourself, reveal your Son, Jesus Christ, to them tonight. Father, that you would meet them wherever they have a need, Lord. Father, that you would increase their faith, Father, in any areas where they may lack it, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we rebuke this spirit of fear. Father, for your word declares that you have not given us a a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Jesus, we lay our lives down before you, for you first laid your life down for us when you died for our sins, and not only ours, but for the entire world. And your word declares that you forever live to make intercession for us, Lord. And so, Father, we honor you with this broadcast, Lord. And we ask that you would be glorified tonight. So, um, it's Monday, 
last night, <coughs> excuse me, last night we actually canceled the broadcast just because um, me and Chris were exhausted, and so we put it off. Um, so um, I apologize for that, for all of you out there. Um, but yeah, everything is okay. We just needed to take a break last night, and um, I know Chris had stuff to do with his wife Tracy, and me and my wife just pretty much crashed and went to bed. Because I actually get up at 4.30 in the morning um, Which isn't actually early enough But anyway um, So once again Our call in number is 619-638-8458 You need prayer for anything Give us a call And um, we're going to take a really quick break And we'll be right back
National Radio. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, give us a call, and we can pray with you on air, off air, either way. So, here we go. Um, Okay, I'm trying to figure out the right way to go about this. Um, So, I'm probably going to talk for a few minutes, which those of you who listen to us every night um, probably expect that sometimes Um, and hopefully by the time I'm done we'll get into some teaching as well if the Lord wills Um, so here's a story for you because I always have lots of stories and here's a story for you Um, when I was a really young kid um, really young um, 
not even um, three or four. No, it was longer than that. I was probably seven or eight. Anyway, it was seven or eight years old. Wasn't a Christian. Didn't know anything about God. Um, my parents were Methodist who maybe watched church on television once every month or two. Maybe went to church once every couple of months. Always on Easter. And then, um, the I mean, my mom would talk about God. Um but for the most part, it definitely wasn't like the Christian life you would normally expect um, or you would talk or people would hear about. Anyway, the point is, um, so some really there was a lot of bad stuff going on in our family and in the area around us, and which I won't even go into detail, but it was pretty bad. And um, the enemy was fighting as hard as possible to destroy our family and, and destroy me. And my brother And I didn't actually get saved Until I was in high school Many years later But It turned out That there was a family Um, One of the people I went to high school with Was named Michael Ortega And his Him and his sister and his mom Lived three streets down um, In the same housing complex I lived in and he told me later after I got saved that even though we didn't know each other, him and his mom and his sister had been praying for me and my brother for years, years and years. And someone had made the comment the other day that we don't really need to pray for the lost because it, there's nothing in the Bible about it. Um, and um, there's not a specific prayer that says pray for the lost. So I wanted to sort of adjust that before we actually start tonight, um, partly because it's been sort of weighing on my heart for the last couple of days um, since the broadcast on Saturday. And um, here's the thing, um, and let me give you my preface that if I offend anybody, I'm sorry, um, sort of. Um, I'm not sure about that, but maybe. Um and anything I say, um, I'm going to try to say with as much love as possible. And that you will, in the end, seek the Lord Jesus for everything. You know, there's a lot of people who say a lot of things in the world. There's a lot of Christians who believe a lot of different things. Um, just the way denominations got started was... In the long run, there was a bunch of people who all believed that Jesus died and rose from the dead, but they didn't agree on much of anything else, so they had to form their own sects and denominations and everything else. Well, you know, according to the Bible, we're supposed to be unified. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ, where the Bible says that we are being fitted together as a temple for the Holy Spirit, a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. And in it over and over again in the New Testament, um, the Bible talks about how we're supposed to be members of each other, one body, every member having its own function. And it seems that we still, as a body, as a believer, still have not learned the basic of being unified. You know, on the day of Pentecost, it says they were all gathered together in one place in one accord, seeking the Lord. And, you know, when the body gets unified, amazing things happen. 
because then they get their heart and their mind on one focus, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the only place our mind and focus should be on. All the extra stuff is pretty much pointless. I mean, you can debate all day long about different principles and different regulations, but in the long run, it doesn't always edify anybody. So here's my opinion. If you're not sure what the Bible says about something, you can ask 5 million people, and 5 million people may give you 5 million different answers. Or you can do this. You can get your Bible. You can go lock yourself in a closet and don't come out until you hear from God. Because, you know, there's a verse in John where Jesus said, I think it's John, um, it says, the same Holy Spirit that abides in you will teach you concerning all things, and that you don't need anybody to teach you. Um, the Bible declares that that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does. This is actually, and I've read this before, so I'll read it again. Um Let's see. Um, let me find it. Because I think I just lost it. Oh, here we go. Okay. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord, the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And I'll just stop there. Um, for a second And I want you to start Looking at that verse every day And taking that verse And read that verse Every day Eye has not seen nor ear heard Nor has entered into the heart of man The things that God which has prepared for those that love him And what that verse means is You know the, God said in the Old Testament He said that I know the thoughts that I have for you Thoughts of good and not of evil To give you a future and a hope Jesus said in the New Testament He said that I am the good shepherd He said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy But I have come that you may have life And have it more abundantly And what's this, what this scripture means is If you take your wildest expectation Of what you think that God is wanting to do in your life now take it and throw it out the window because you have not even come close to even grasping a smallest bit of the magnitude of the grace and the mercy and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection and what that means for your life. The Bible declares that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You know, there are hundreds of promises in this Bible that God has made Toward those who would just believe On the name of the Lord Jesus Christ And there is nothing That you can imagine That even comes close To what the Lord God has prepared For those that love him The Bible declares that those who come to God Must first believe that he is And believe that he is a rewarder Of those who diligently seek him In verse 10 it says But God has revealed them to us Through his spirit for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 
For what man knows the thing of a man, the things of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, there's a lot of spirits in the world, but there's only one Holy Spirit. There's countless demonic spirits out in this world that tell men one thing or another and lead the general world in one direction or another, none of them toward, the, toward God. But the Holy Spirit of the living God, you know, the Bible declares that it's the goodness of God that leads men into repentance. It says that no one comes to the Father on their own. No one seeks after him. No, not one. Um, but it's the Holy Spirit who leads us and draws our hearts. But before that, our eyes are spiritually darkened, that we can't even comprehend who God is. We can't really comprehend the blood of Jesus and how it um, impacts our own life. We just People just blow it off because they can't really understand it because their hearts and eyes and their minds have been darkened, have been darkened by the spirits of this world. It says there in verse 13, These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges things, judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And, you know, when it says that, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. You know, I see a lot of people out in the world... Um, who can't, who claim to be whatever they claim to believe, because all men claim they're something. And I've seen many people out there who will stand on street corners or wherever, telling people that God hates them or whatever else, you know. Everywhere I look in the Bible. It's not the character of Jesus. And don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning sin in any fashion. And I think the church has done way too much of that by themselves, of condoning sin. You see, first, when there's a sin or something that the world desires, what the church normally does is first it it speaks out against it, and then finally it gets tired of that. So it accepts it and says, okay, and they compromise, and they say, okay, well, you know, it's okay. And it's not for us, but it's okay. And then it gets to a point that they actually get to the point where they start condoning it, and then they declare that there's nothing wrong with it, and, you know, and then proclaim that it's good. Well, that definitely goes against the Bible. Um, I mean, there's verses, you who knowing that people deserving death for such things um, – um, practice them and then also condone them or something like that. I'm paraphrasing that one, but but when it comes to speaking to the lost and the people in this world, they can't comprehend the things of God unless the Father softens their hearts and the Holy Spirit draws them to the Father. Well, how do they get there? 
they get there by the goodness of God. They get there by something touching their hearts. They get there by witnessing something different than what they've already known, which is the Lord Jesus. Whether that be through signs and wonders and miracles or whether that be from an example of your own life around the world. You know, even when Jesus healed people, he did say, go and sin no more. But he also said that he looked upon the multitude and had compassion on them because they were a sheep not they were like sheep not having a shepherd. You know, people wonder why we pray and why we intercede. You know, there's the verse where Jesus said, "Pray for those that use you and spitefully persecute you." And even Abraham. When Sodom and Gomorrah was about to be destroyed, Abraham stood before God Almighty and interceded on behalf of the uh, on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know the Lord couldn't find any righteous except for Lot, and Lot got delivered. But you know, every day I do this broadcast on my wall, I have a map of the world, and I still sit here. And just stare out at the vast earth that we live in. Trying, and I can't even, looking at this huge map, I can't even find myself on the map. I can't find my city. I can sort of make, I can sort of see the state I live in. But millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people from Greenland to America to Africa, to Asia, to Europe, to China, to India, to Russia, to Scotland, Norway. Everywhere you look, every country, every place that the foot, the soles of your foot could go, there are people in this world who don't know him. There are people in this world who have never experienced the love of God. And many who have never heard the name of Jesus. You know, someone once said it's a travesty that, and that Christians can hear the word of God and hear the love of Jesus multiple times when there's so many people in this world who have never heard of it once. You know, people don't need to be judged because we're not the judge. It says we're ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world unto God. You know, I watch the news and every day there's multitudes of tragedies, whether it's an earthquake and I believe it was an earthquake in New Zealand. Then there's a volcano that erupted in Iceland. In the United States, there was tornadoes that killed massive numbers of people. And those are just the natural disasters. That doesn't even count the, the physical, the human disasters, the bombs and the wars and the, and the constant fighting in Africa. You know, we sometimes sit about in our daily lives and we seem think that everything's okay. You know, I'm okay, my family's okay, my friend's okay, we don't really need to worry about anybody else because we're doing fine. 
Well, the truth is we're not doing fine because we're all members of the same family. And whether we realize it or not, we're all creations of the same Father. And, you know, even Jesus said if there was a hundred sheep and one went astray, he would leave and go get the one. And, you know, Africa, for example, places like Rwanda, where and there's countless fighting, and not where like 90 or 89 to 90 will die, like happened in the United States with a storm the other day. But over in Africa, I mean, you can have thousands that die. And I just wonder where our prayers are really going if we're really interceding and becoming the intercessors that we could be. You know, the Bible says to come boldly to the throne of grace in which we're accepted in a time of need. And every day I wake up, I can't see much but need. How many people do we pass by the stores or down in the streets who need healing and we don't stop to pray for them? Why not? There could be a lot of different reasons for that. How many people do we know that have never heard the name of Jesus? But do we tell them? How many times do we hear of a disaster and we talk about how horrible it is, but yet we never get on our knees in front of the Father and intercede on their behalf? You know, Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do greater because I go to my Father. And he sent the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead to dwell in us and among us. And, you know, I said this Saturday night, you know, there's a verse in the Bible where it says, the disciples preached the word and the Holy Spirit followed followed them confirming the word with signs and wonders. And we as the body of Christ could see miracles every day if we were willing to trust him and believe him and take him at his word and actually do what the word says we can do. And if we actually got to the point where we actually really started understanding our identity in him and started understanding what intercession and prayer is all about and understanding what the word really says about us, you know, we we see, we sent we um, as a body of believers tend to walk around defeated, feeling defeated, acting defeated, always on the defensive. When in reality, we should be on the offensive. We should be knocking down the gates of hell, kicking the enemy out of the nations that don't belong to him, that belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, walking in to the cities and states and nations declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, the Bible declares that we're cities that are set on a hill that can't be hidden. He said, you don't light a lamb and put it under the basket, but he put it out there so the whole world can see it. And, you know, but things like that, 
don't start just because you talk about it and you think it sounds great. But it starts when you get in alone and you get in the get yourself before the Father and you submit your heart and you submit your life to Him. And you allow Him to mold you and shape you and change you. And you allow Him to speak into your life and to speak into your heart. And you're willing to give everything and lay everything down just to serve Him, just to do whatever it is that's in His will for you to do. If you don't know His will, then you start reading the Bible and you start spending time in His presence until you figure out what His will is. And then nations become changed. Then people start being delivered. Then people who are sick start getting healed. The dead start getting raised, physically and spiritually. You know, we have the ability to intercede before the Father for the entire world. Why? Because that's what Jesus does. And Paul says that we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says in Second Corinthians, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so we could pretty much sit around and go to church every Sunday and pretend that everything's okay and ignore the fact that there is a world out there that's still dying and a world out there that's still hopeless, a world out there that's still lost, a world out there that's hurting, and a world out there that is seeking and hungry and thirsty for the presence of the living God. And we who have the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, have a responsibility to go into the, to the nations and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and to take the words that we claim we believe so much and to turn around and actually not only just talk about them and proclaim them, but actually to live them. Because if we're not willing to live what the Word of God says, then how can we possibly proclaim what the Word of God says? How can we proclaim that we believe in this Lord Jesus that we serve if we're not willing to open our mouths and tell others about him? How can we claim that we believe in healing if we're not willing to pray for the sick? How can we claim that we want to see the nations get saved if we're not willing to, inter to get on our knees before the Father and take the time to intercede on their behalf? Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, give us a call. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Jacob really longed to be a hero. And all I really wanted was a friend. I'm the way, the life, the truth Tell me, Jacob, when will the light end? Does the striving make you strong? 
Welcome back to the show. This is Prayer International Radio. I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, give us a call. Or you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We actually have a 1-800 number you can call, but unfortunately I don't remember what it is, so... Um, but if you go to our website, which is um, prayerinternational.org, you'll see it there. Um, so, um, so let's pray for a second. Um, Father. <laughs> Father, let your fire pour out upon these people, Lord. Let your fire pour out upon these nations, Jesus. Father, your word declares that your eyes run to and forth, seeking in whom you may show yourself strong. So, Father, send out laborers into your harvest, Father. Your word declares that the fields are ripe and ready for harvest, Jesus. And you said for us to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into his harvest, Father. So, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Father, we we plead. Father, we come to you boldly. Father, asking that you would send laborers out into your harvest, Father. God, that you would raise up men, women, and children who will breathe fire, Lord. Father, raise up a generation of apostles and prophets and evangelists, Lord. Raise up a generation of intercessors. Raise up a generation of your people who are not going to seek crowds, Father, but that are going to seek your heart. They're going to seek, Lord, your presence, Father. Holy Spirit, Show us Jesus. We desire to see Jesus. We desire to know Jesus. As Moses declared on the mountain, Father, if we have found grace in your sight, show us now your way that we may know you. Father, that we may be filled with all your fullness, Lord that we can be rooted and grounded in love, Father, that we may know the height and the depth and the length and the width and then know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, Father. Okay. Um, If anybody out there is sick and needs prayer, Just put your hand on whatever part of your body is sick, and we're going to believe that God's going to heal you. The Word of God declares that by His stripes we are healed. Jesus declared, if two of you are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. And He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Says in First John, if we know that He hears us, we know we have the things in which we ask. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
In your name, Jesus, Father, we ask for complete and total healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, for the person who has heart issues or lung issues, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I speak complete and total healing over their chest right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that their heart and lung will begin to function, that their heart and lung will be transformed and restored and renewed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, remove every abscess, remove every cyst in the name of Jesus. Father, we rebuke the spirit of cancer in your name and command that every cell of cancer be rooted out. Father, that it be removed right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, every demonic spirit of sickness that would afflict the children of God, we command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of bondage, every spirit of fear, we command you to go right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we plead the blood of Jesus, Father. We thank you for your blood over your people, Father. We thank you that your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Take that step out on the wall. 
All right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the second half of the broadcast tonight. And just filling in, uh, Sean Holmberg was sharing his heart and praying and uh, teaching the Word of God tonight uh, for the first half. And we are going to go into some prayer and just have a time of worship and just see what the Lord has uh, tonight. Praise the Lord. If you need to give us a call, we're at 619-638-8458. And, of course, when we're not uh, doing the show, we can be reached at 1-800-701-2785, and that line is 24-7. Trying to be better about answering it. Of course, if we do not, feel free to leave your information, and we'll get back with you. And we always have the chat room, prayer room open. Uh, just click on to the blog talk radio. And it'll give you an option to check out the chat. And as always, you can go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com for emailers. Um, I know a lot of you have sent in prayer requests via email, and we're trying to be faithful to pray over those and uh, just share some of that info on the air with people so they can pray as well. You know, we, we try to be discreet about it, but, you know, if you want us to raise up prayer, that's what we're here to do. Praise God. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go into a brief time of worship again and uh, give you some time to call in and give us your prayer requests and all that good stuff. And then we'll be back on. So uh, here we go. We're going to kick it into worship time. And, you know, worship really corrects your focus. And so if you're having the day where you need to just pull your thoughts together and meditate on God and Allow the presence of God, allow the Spirit of God to come over you. Then tonight's a good night to do that, and we're just going to give it to the Lord. Praise God. I will lift up my praise to the heavens, to the Creator of all beings. Hallelujah.
All right. Well, praise God. We're back. This is Prayer International Radio Live, broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And we are just giving God the praise and the glory that's due his name. You know, we can't worship him enough. We can't praise him. We can't sing enough songs. We can't say amen or hallelujah enough that, that gives God even a glimpse of glory that, that he's worth. But, you know, we can give him everything that we have, everything from our hearts, everything from our lives, everything from our mouths and what we put our hands to and our feet to, what we commit our lives to. We can give him ourselves, and we can be that living sacrifice. We can be that worship, that life of worship that poured out at the feet of Jesus. And so, you know, we want to encourage you to sing and praise and glorify God through song and worship. But also we want to say, you know, if you're just singing songs and it's not from the heart, and if your life's not committed to him, and you're not pouring out your life to him and for him, then they're just songs. It's just lip service. But if your heart is fully his and seeking him and you're running after him with all your heart and, and with a genuine true spirit, and God says he'll receive. You know, he says that uh, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He says your your feasts and, and all these things, your your celebrations and your Sabbaths, all these things, if it's just for lip service, if it's just for show, if it's just for an external act, then it means nothing. But if it's coming from a heart that's that's, his, if it's coming from a heart that's yielded, a heart that's broken and contrite and open to the things of God, that's the sacrifices of God. Those are That's the worship that God receives. And so we want to encourage you, have a balance in your worship. Sing and praise God, dance and glorify God and play instruments and do whatever God leads you to do. But before all the externals, Make sure your heart is seeking him. Make sure your heart is longing for him. Make sure you're listening and constantly abiding and looking to do his will. And if you're looking, if you're seeking truth, he'll steer you in the right direction. The Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you into all truth. That's his job. And so if you've got a pure heart, if you're really seeking him, he's going to lead you into all truth. He says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it'll be opened. And so, you know, God tells us to ask. God tells us to reach out to him. Humble yourself in, in, a, in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up in due time. And, you know, it's, a, it's a really an act of humility. It's an act of, you know, it's not a weak thing, but it's a meek thing. See, a lot of times we confuse meekness and humility with weakness. And we confuse bowing down to the things of God or submitting as a sign of weakness rather than really a, a sign of wisdom. But God says humility and meekness is a sign of wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. And when you fear God enough to lay down your life and put him above and, and put him first place and put him before everything else in your life, that is you... Humbling yourself, yielding, being, uh, what's the word, vulnerable. See, God wants us to get vulnerable, where we really put it all on the line for him, where it becomes kind of an all or nothing sort of thing. And so praise God. You know, that's when we talk about worship, 
we want you to really key in when you're singing songs and you're praising them and doing all the things. Just make sure your heart is connecting. Make sure your spirit is connecting. The Bible says that God seeketh such to worship him, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, God is a spirit. And you can't worship him from your head because he's got to be discerned in the heart. The only way that, that, that man discerns the spirit of the Lord is in your spirit. You see, you have a spirit, and God is a spirit, and the way you connect with God is by the spirit. Now, the Bible says those that are led by the Holy Spirit are the children of God, the sons of God. So, you know, make that your heart's desire. Make that your heart cry. Make that the longing of yourself. In fact, I want to pray for you. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're about 20 minutes past 11 o'clock Central Time. I know we've got some East Coast, West Coast, and around the global listeners. So whether it's 1 in the morning or 7 in the morning or 5 in the afternoon, wherever you're at, God's on its own. And the Bible says the Lord doesn't sleep nor slumber. And he's not slack concerning his promises. And one of God's promises is that if you call, he'll answer. And if you're a child, he'll lead you by his spirit. And if you're his child, you'll hear his voice. And so I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And we thank you, Father, for what you're doing tonight. We thank you that you're moving in the earth. We thank you that you're calling your children unto yourself. Just like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, you're calling your people to your side, Lord. You're, you're spreading out your arms of love, and you're covering your people with your arms of love. You're gathering your people. You're drawing your people. You said no one can come to God unless the Spirit draws them. But when we come to you, Father, you said we have to believe that you are and that you're a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. So we just declare, Father, we believe that you are. We believe you are who you say you are. We believe you can do what you say you can do. We believe, Father, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And right now, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would just bless those that are diligently seeking you, those that are seeking first your kingdom, that you bring rewards and additions and multiplications into their life, that you bring increase and abundance, Lord, fruitfulness, Father, I just pray the character of Christ to be in my heart and in my family, Lord, me and my wife, that we would exemplify Christ to the people that we come in contact with, Father, and that you would use this ministry. Father, you would use the, the people that are listening tonight, Lord, the men and women, the, the children, Lord, that are listening, that you would use them to be an influence wherever they're at. You'd use them to touch people with your glory. Father, I pray, Lord, your will be done in your kingdom come in Jesus' name. Lord, just as it is in heaven, Father, we just call it into the earth. We say, so be it. So be it. Let it be so, Lord, just as you wish, just as you will, just as you desire. So thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And thank you, Father, that you're just touching people. We just praise you. We praise you, Lord, and we just say you're worth it all. This is a worship song that we were playing earlier. It says, you are worth it all. Every life situation, you will lead us through it, Lord. You will guide us through it. Every 
situation and circumstance, Father. There you are in the midst of it, Lord. We just declare you're worth it. You're worthy. You're holy. You're good, Lord. And there's no one good but you, Father. And tonight, Lord, here at Prayer International, here at our home, Lord, and here on this broadcast, Father, and hopefully in every home that's joining with us, Father, we pray that your glory would pour out, Lord, that your name would be praised, Father, that you would be honored and glorified in a real living way. Father, we just give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We bless everyone listening right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to get into more prayer on the uh, back half, the the back end of the broadcast. Uh, We've got a few prayer requests and a few announcements, a few things we want to share with everybody. Let them know, kind of, I know some of you guys have been praying for different people. And so so I'll probably just put that out there now and, and maybe later too. But our, uh, our friend Jason, that we were actually all praying and believing God to do amazing things with him, and, you know, he was making some improvements and having some different breakthroughs in some different areas, and that was such a blessing for him. It really raised his faith and helped him along in this walk. But, um, you know, just within the last few days, our, our brother Jason has gone on to be with the Lord. And, you know, we just want to encourage everybody in this season, we're, we're praying and believing for his family. We're praying and believing for God to do work in the hearts of the, the people that were standing with him and standing for him and having to go through some of this now. Uh, we are just praying, offering our condolences and praying for that family right now, that they'd be blessed, that they'd be strengthened, that they be full of the joy of the Lord, and that, Father, you'd give them the hope and assurance that, that Jason is with you. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing right now, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, for all those that have lost the loved one tonight, anyone that has uh, gone through a situation where someone dear to them has gone on to eternity. And, Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, our friend Joy. We just bless her tonight, Lord. We just pray strength over her and her family. Pray that you just bless her and her time of uh, grieving and, and what she's gone through. She just uh, lost her mother. And so we just want to, uh, first, we just rejoice that she's with Jesus. And second, we want to just pray strength and comfort over joy in her family as they are walking through this time. And for anyone else, in Jesus' name, Father, we just cover them right now with your peace and your grace and your strength, that you'd help them in the grieving process that you'd strengthen them and bring life over them, and you'd touch them in a real living way. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, praise God. Uh, just in here praying, looks like we've got Rosemary for Jesus just showed up. God bless you, Rosemary. And I uh, had a few different people in. We had uh, Johnson K in there earlier. And we're just praying, blessing uh, the Johnson family and Rosemary for Jesus. We're just blessing you right now in the name of Jesus, praying God's will be done in your life, that his kingdom would come and that whatever you put your hand to would prosper, that he would lead you and guide you and fill you with the Holy Spirit in the season of your life, and that the Father would use you in a mighty way to minister the truth and the gospel and the peace of Jesus Christ to those that you come in contact with. And we just pray, Lord, that you would just touch Rosemary tonight. We thank you for just her faithfulness. Uh, thank you for 
for those that are tuning in and, and listening to us, those that are joining us in prayer. And, Father, right now we just, since we have two or more in agreement in the chat room right now, Father, we just pray uh, right now for the United States of America. Father, we ask your blessing upon our country. Father, your blessing upon our nation that you would move in a mighty way to touch the hearts of men and women in our nation, Father, that you'd move in a mighty way, Lord. Touch our president and vice president. Touch those that are in government offices, those that are mayors, city councilmen, governors. Lord, wherever they're at, Father, we just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, you would touch Lord, those that are policymakers and, and lawmakers and those that are uh, sitting in seats of judges that are judging and bringing justice to our land, Father. And we pray, Lord, bring righteousness to our nation. Raise up a mighty army in this nation of prayer and evangelism and cause your people to come out of the woodwork in our nation. Cause your voice to be heard in our nation, Father. Turn the hearts of the people. We pray your blessings upon our nation, your protection upon our military, and, Lord, even our police officers and those that enforce your law in our nation. Father, we pray your blessing and protection over them. And, Father, right now, Lord, we just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for anyone, Lord, that's defending our country, anyone that's taking a stand for the freedoms in our country, Lord, that you just bless them and all the work that they do for that, Lord. And, Father, we just say, Lord, your will be done in your kingdom come for Israel, for Jerusalem. Father, we pray peace over Israel and Jerusalem. We pray, Father God, that your protection and your safety and your prosperity will be upon them. Lord, you told us, Lord, to pray for Jerusalem. You told us, Lord, to pray for Israel. We pray that Jesus would be revealed to them as the Messiah. We pray that you would touch them in a mighty way. We pray, Lord God, that you would protect them right now and all these things going on with our country and the policies were, were speaking against the Middle East. Father, we pray that you would turn President Obama's heart in these situations and these things that they're doing and saying to Israel. Father, we pray, Lord, that you'd cause a repentance to come over our country and that we would literally step aside and stay out of things that are not our business. And I pray, Lord God, that your business would go forward in Jerusalem and in Israel. But Father, regardless of what, is going forward, Father, we pray your will be done. Your kingdom be established in Israel. Your kingdom and your will be established in America. And for those listening, Father, we pray for Australia, that you would move in a mighty way over Australia. Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters there that are connecting with us. We know there's a mighty revival sweeping Australia, that you're pouring out, Father God, that you're about to break loose, even using children in Australia to begin to bring healing even in the streets and in the schools, that publicly demonstrations of signs and wonders of your Holy Spirit would be done. And, and we pray that for America, too, Lord. There would be such a great awakening that you would begin to move in the school systems. You begin to use young people, children, and teenagers in a mighty move of the Spirit of God that would pour out, even in public, Lord, that we'd see healing and salvations, and people delivered and set free by the power of God, openly displayed for all to see. And we just declare, Lord, your name is great, and you're worthy to be praised. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. And, Lord, again, we just bless all of our friends in the chat room tonight. We bless those that are tuning in, and we just thank you uh, for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to break for a song for a little bit.
we're going to get into the Word of God. We've got about 30 more minutes on the program, and then we're going to be done for the night. But uh, praise the Lord. You can call us at 619-638-8458. Looks like we may have somebody in the chat room. Let's uh, check it out here. Um, This is Prayer International. You're on here. Praise God. Well, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I thought we had a caller. Maybe we don't. Maybe they're just listening. Sometimes that's the case. So praise God. Hey, we're going to go ahead and go into our time of worship, and then we're going to read the word. And uh, praise God.
All right, praise God. We're back, uh, Prayer International Radio, and we are coming up to the teaching portion of our broadcast, I guess you could say. Uh, obviously, that varies from show to show. But tonight, you know, it is actually the 23rd of May, and ironically enough, uh, we're going to go through Psalm 23, and uh, we'll probably get into some more teaching tomorrow. But uh, let's get into that for a minute. Okay. Uh, praise God. So Psalm 23. And I'm going to actually read out of the King James Version. Uh, sometimes I read out of other versions. But just feel free to follow along. And we'll see where we go. So this says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. First key there is the Lord is our shepherd, and we need to realize we're the sheep of his pasture. The Bible says that uh, we're his sheep, and the Lord knows us, and the sheep hear his voice and the voice of a stranger, will they not follow? And so just remember that we are his sheep. So the Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not want. Some versions say, I shall not lack. And the reason I think this is a key and we overlook it, that very first verse is, the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not lack. And if we're walking with the Lord and we're listening and we're following the leading of our shepherd, he's going to lead us in places of provision. He's, in fact, the, we're going to read, it's going to tell us where he's going to lead us as he's our shepherd. But if he's our shepherd, we're not going to lack. We're not going to want. Um, especially if we're following after the things of God, and our mindsets and, and our desires are after his mindsets and his desires. So we're going to be fulfilled and sustained. We're not going to have lack in our lives. So let's continue. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. Green pastures is a sign of abundance and fruitfulness. Anytime you see green pastures, you go out to a field, you go out to farmland, you go out to a meadow, a countryside somewhere, and it's real, often you'll see a lot of dead stuff, but every now and then you'll get out there and you'll see something that really took care of their pasture, took care of their property, took care of their landscape, and they've fertilized it, and they've watered it, and they've nurtured it, and they've taken care of it, it's green and lush. Well, the Bible says the Lord will uh, lead you beside still waters and make you lie down in green pastures. And so what this is saying is not only will God be your God of peace and bring you beside the still waters, and the reason he brings you into the peaceful still waters, you can see he wants you to learn to be still and know that he is God. He wants you to be still and know him, be still and know his voice. He wants you to learn to walk in peace because those that keep their mind on him, he keeps in continual peace and perfect peace. And so... God wants to give you peace passes all understanding. And it's not like the world gives it. You see, the world gives you peace when everything's going right. The world gives you peace circumstantially. But God gives you peace when even when there's hell on the outside, you can still have peace on the inside. And so God wants to lead us in peace and lead us in abundance and fruitfulness as part of his blessing in our lives. Verse 3, he restores my soul. And he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, God is a God of restoration. He restores my soul. If you need your mind and your will and your emotions to be restored tonight, 
If you need the joy of the Lord to be your strength, you need restoration in your mind or your body or in your life, or maybe you need it in your marriage, or maybe you need it in your parent-child relations. Maybe you need restoration with other family members, siblings. I don't know. Maybe you need restoration in, in your work relationships or, like I said, in your body or in your mind. I, I don't know. But you need some kind of restoration. Things in your life have been broken down. Listen, God is the one that's going to restore. He'll restore everything in your life. He can restore your soul. And he's the one that leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, he, he has paths. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end of it is death. See, God, he actually has a path for us. He's got a path carved out for us. And the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. That means God has ordained your path. He's cut out a path for you. And he'll lead you. He'll actually take you by the hand. And he'll lead you in the path. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So picture this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though you're walking through death, even though you're walking through valleys in your life, remember it's just a shadow of death. See, the enemy, he, he's like a barking dog. He can just talk a lot of talk, say a lot of stuff. It's just a shadow of death. It's not death. You ever, remember when you were a little kid and the wind would be blowing and the rain would be coming down and all of a sudden the light from the outside would cast a shadow on the wall, maybe a tree or something on the outside got caught up in the light and all of a sudden next thing you know you got this crazy shadow on the wall. Well, you know you're a little kid watching that kind of stuff and sometimes that gets a little frightening. Okay? But it's it's kind of the same thing. See, the shadow, it can't hurt you. It's just a facade. And see, the enemy, he'll come in like a roaring lion. See, he's not a roaring lion. The roaring lion is Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. See, he is the lion, but the enemy is like a ro- as a roaring lion. He pretends. He tries real hard to be, but he's not. He's more like a barking dog. So you can go through the valley of the shadow of death, but you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear the evil. Because, see, when you're walking in the light, let me tell you something. When you're walking in the light, all those other shadows, all of a sudden they'll disappear. Turn on the lights really bright and watch all the shadows disappear. And when you're walking in the light and you've got the light of the Lord shining down on your life, those shadows of darkness will fade. Those shadows of darkness in the, the midst of the light of the Lord Will, will fall away and your confidence will build up and your, your strength will build up. And all of a sudden you won't be afraid because even the shadows are gone because you're in the light. Praise God, we're children of the light. We've been delivered out of darkness, caught into the marvelous light. The Bible says, you'll fear no evil, for thou art with me, and I ride on my staff, they comfort me. And my wife earlier said this, this is, uh, deals with loneliness. And maybe there's some people out there that deal with loneliness at times. Listen. God is in you to will to do his good pleasure. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And listen, he's in you to lead you and guide you, to be there with you. You don't have to walk through loneliness. It says his rod and his staff, they comfort you. You see, he's there to not forsake you. 
but he's there to comfort you. And his rod and his staff, see the rod and the staff, the shepherd used the rod and the staff to lead the sheep, but he also used the rod and the staff, he would beat away the wolves. And you see, God's rod and staff, not only will he lead you and comfort you, but he'll be your protection. And he'll be your provision. He'll beat away the wolves in your life. If you'll allow him to expose the wolves, and you'll give him control of your life, he will beat those wolves away. The Bible says, fear no evil. Nothing by any means will harm you. Because see, Christ has given you all the authority to defeat all the power of the enemy. He says you can trample on serpents and scorpions. And nothing's going to harm you. So praise God. We have a promise there. For thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they come from me. So God will always be with you. He'll be away the wolves in your life, and he'll bring comfort. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Did you know even in the midst of your enemies, God can prepare a table? God can spread a banqueting table? You, what this means is God is going to set you up. God, there's going to be celebration and banqueting and rejoicing when all hell is breaking loose everywhere else. Listen, the Bible says, though a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, it won't come near you. So God's going to prepare a table even in the midst of your enemies. Even in the midst of your trials and, and situations, there's going to be a, a blessing, a table of blessing that God spreads for you. And even, the Bible says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. So God has that ability to see the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and God turns it whichever way he chooses. And so what a blessing that is. So verse 5, prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and this is the second part of I'm wonderful. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. See, there's an anointing. If you're following the shepherd, there's an anointing for you. There's a presence of the Holy Spirit. There's an anointing that God wants to put on your life, and he wants to anoint your head with oil, which is a sign of service, a sign of surrender. It's a sign of, it's a sealing thing. This one's mine. And see, when God blesses you, yeah, when God puts his blessing on you, and he anoints your head with oil, that's good. When he anoints your head with oil, listen, it's serious business. The Bible says that even when brothers came together in unity, Psalm 133, it was like the anointing oil that ran down the, the beard of Aaron and down the skirt and down to the feet. It was like the dew upon that arm, and there's an anointing oil, precious ointment of God. See, the Holy Spirit is in the earth, and there's an anointing of God that will destroy every yoke in your life. If you allow God to anoint your head with oil, he'll bring transformation and change in your life. If you'll allow God to anoint your head with oil, and he'll allow your cup to run over, Jesus said, look, drink of this water and you'll never thirst again out of your belly. You'll flow rivers of living water. You see, your cup will be running to overflowing where there's not room enough to receive it. You know why? Because it just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. See, God, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he has no sorrow to it. You see, the blessing of the Lord is a perpetual never-ending blessing. That's why they call it life everlasting. That's why they call it eternal life, everlasting life, everlasting joy. Why? Because it's everlasting. <laughs> it never stops. And God never stops. He never never sleeps. He never slumbers. Praise God. He's always 
working. You know, I mean, it's always moving, and I mean, it's always touching, and I mean, praise the Lord. Hey, uh, chat room is going to change just for a second. Stay in there. Uh, I'm losing my chat room, but I'm bringing it back up. We're going to go back into, looks like verse 5. It says, my cup runneth over. And if you want to have an overrunning anointing, stay connected to the shepherd. If you want to have an overwhelming anointing, stay connected to the shepherd's voice. Let him lead you in peace. Let him lead you beside the still waters so you can hear his voice. Let him prepare that table before you in the presence of your enemies and even make your crooked paths straight and make your enemies at peace with you. Let him anoint your head with oil and bring that anointing in your life that only comes through a touch of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus doesn't just stop at salvation. Jesus doesn't just stop at salvation. I don't know, there's there's baptisms. There's a baptism of the water, there's a baptism of fire, there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God wants you to be filled with overflowing so where you experience the, the goodness and the beauty of the Lord, praise God. So hallelujah, God is good. And we're going to continue, let's get back into this. So verse 6, this is the last one, it says, Surely goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever the picture this picture you walking around if you're a child of God wherever you go you've got two people following you on your coattails nipping at your heels everywhere that you go you've got goodness and you've got mercy following you that means if you're walking in the things of God you're walking in the spirit you're following God you're seeking after God you're you're doing the things of God. Listen, goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That means wherever you go, goodness will be there. Wherever you go, mercy will be there. Why? Because you're a child of the king. Why? Because you're the sheep of his pasture. He's your shepherd and you shall not want. So praise the Lord. God is good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you've asked God to be your Father and to lead you and guide you, to fill you with His Spirit, to come into your heart, whatever you ask Him to come in and, and take control, be Lord of your life, whatever, however you said it, look, He's looking at the heart. There's no formula. There's no scripted prayer. But you can pray hard enough. But what does matter is that you acknowledge that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for your sins. You confess him with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, that he was raised up from the dead. And you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. You commit your life to him and you ask him to fill you with his spirit and lead your life. You repent of your sins. Look, God just wants to be Lord of your life. God wants to be a father. So the father, if he wants to be your friend, that speaks closer than a brother. And definitely, as we read Psalm 23, you can see he wants to be your shepherd. He wants to lead you and guide you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to beat away the wolves in your life. So just let him in tonight. Even if you're a Christian, if you maybe you're a minister, maybe you've been walking with God for a long time, but you just need the comfort of the shepherd tonight. You just need to know he's Jehovah Shammah, the Lord that's always there. He's the one that fights your battles for you. He's the peace. That passes on understanding, Jehovah Shalom. He's the one that heals you and, and takes the broken places of your life and makes them whole. 
He's Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals and restores. And whatever is broken in your life, it's not so big. It's not so far gone that he can't turn it around. So just trust him. Let me pray for you. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're going to be back tomorrow night. But I'm going to close out in prayer. We've got about one minute left of the show. And so, praise God, Psalms 23, we're going to pray that over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray, Lord, we thank you for Rosemary and our guests in the chat room tonight. Father, we thank you for those on Facebook, Blog Talk Radio, and any other media streams that are reaching. Father, right now we just pray, Father God, we thank you that you're our good shepherd. We ask you to bless those that they would not want. They would lie down in green pastures. They would be beside the still waters. You'd restore their soul. Father, lead them in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, Father, that even though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Father, cause fear to leave them. You've not given them a spirit of fear, but you gave them power, love, and a sound mind. And, Father, we just pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you'd comfort them with your rod and your staff, that you'd walk with them, that you'd not leave them comfortless, Father, that you'd prepare a table before them in the presence of their enemies. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you're anointing their head with oil. Their cups are running over. And, Father, Lord, surely goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life. And they will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, God bless you tonight. This is Prayer International Radio. We will be back tomorrow. And uh, so thankful to have you. If you need to give us a call, 619-638-8458. Also, we have our 1-800 number, and you can give us a call. It's one 800 701-2785. Hey, Prayer International Radio, check us out on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. And also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Hey, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We're believing God for good things in your life. And you have a blessed night in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>